my first message was welcome to hell, which is funny. And then I did a little <laughs> and then I did a little audio message saying welcome to my brain. A bunch of people reacted to that. So it feels like they're in my head. Today we had on Marie Lee, aka Move Me to Tennessee. If you want to up your Instagram game, you got to listen to this entire episode. We talk about how to create the perfect profile, what to have in your IG highlights, why broadcast channels are a must, the easiest reel an agent can make, how to grow your email list, and a special guest appearance from Tim McGraw. All right, Marie Lee. I was telling Eric, this is a catchy name right away. And then you even have a catchier name with Move Me to Tennessee. You sound like a country <laughs> singer, as it is. And now you, you went on to Move Me to Tennessee. Um, so thank you for being here. Um, if yeah. people don't know you, can you kind of give us your elevator pitch? Who is Marie Lee, Move Me to Tennessee? Yeah, I am a real estate agent here in the Nashville area, and I primarily focus on relocation, so hence the move me to Tennessee, but I also focus a lot on first-time buyers, so I kind of have like a two-way road when it comes to business, um, and yeah, I help people relocate into Nashville, but I'm helping just as many people relocate out of Nashville this year, um, so it's kind of going both ways, but um, it's been really interesting to see how things kind of morph and change over 2023. The move and me you... to Tennessee name is genius. Did you possibly get that from move me to Texas, Katie Day? She has been doing this move me to Texas branding for a while. And I've been encouraging realtors to do that exact same slogan. I think it's really good. How'd you yeah. come up with it? Um, I was originally Realty by Reuter. And that's like, that was my maiden name when I hopped into real estate. And when Clubhouse was a big thing, I was in all of those Clubhouse rooms and Katie's like, move me to Texas. I'm like, that's brilliant. So yeah. went to- so it was from her. To, yeah, it was from her. Awesome. And um, met her in person a few months ago at a, a conference and let her know that. And yeah, it seems like she has sparked an entire movement of move me to X location. What? <laughs> the thing about yours is it's Marie Lee, move me to Tennessee. <laughs> it's like a- It's very it's like alliterative. A yeah. song. <laughs> it's an actual song. I could write a rap about this. It's incredible. I love it. Um, yeah. you, were, you were in those clubhouse rooms. Did you ever hear Matt and I in those clubhouse rooms? Because we oh, used yeah. to we used to take over back in the day, like early <laughs> pandemic. That was our favorite thing to do. I feel like it introduced me to all the real estate influencers. And it's been funny tracking their journey over time. And now I feel like I'm having a chance to like be in some of the same rooms. So it's really interesting to see how everything's panned out for everyone and um yeah you guys were on that list i feel like everybody who's i don't know in the real estate marketing world um that i really look up to was it all started from that clubhouse room or those it's amazing rooms. it's amazing because that was such a short-lived like three <laughs> or four month period yeah and there were connections made on that and that's that's kind of how matt and i did a lot of promoting of our podcast early on as we would infiltrate these clubhouse rooms and just try to like be funny back and forth and talk crap to each other basically but that's yeah that's awesome how that like introduced you to your instagram handle too so yeah it's cool yeah for so sure so how did so you used to be a teacher mm -hmm. you still, so you used to be a teacher you got into real estate so how did you go yeah. from teaching to real estate to then 
like real estate, not only selling real estate, but marketing and doing everything through social media? Yeah. So I left teaching in October of 2019, but I didn't have a plan. I just knew I was burnt out and I was done. And I left without having a job or having an idea of what I was going to do. And I left right before the big teacher hire boom. Like I feel once COVID hit, everybody was hiring teachers to do lots of learning and development. I missed out on that completely. So I was struggling to find a job. Um, and because I was struggling to find a job, I was applying to jobs, like at least 40 of them, like per week. And I wasn't hearing back from anything. So as soon as my savings started to dwindle, I was like, I got to do something. So I actually hopped into the e-commerce space and was doing like drop shipping, Amazon FBA. I was using a lot of social media marketing, but at that time I was relying only on paid ads. So that got me exposed to the world of social media um, in a very different context. But then when COVID hit and the supply chain stopped, I couldn't push my product out anymore and I had to make a pivot. So at that point in time, I was like, well, what do I do now? Um, I started nannying for a family during COVID. And while I was doing that, I started working on my real estate license and just hopped right on in, in the big boom, the big selling boom of COVID. So I hopped in at a hot start and just been going since then. All right. If you're listening to this, this means you care about real estate marketing. You care about becoming a better agent. And that's exactly why you need to join our new platform, BAMX. We have monthly courses for our members, including my Instagram course. It's the best in the game, objection handlings, green screens, captions, and more. You also get access to our exclusive private community for literally a frappuccino a month. If you're listening to this and you're an agent, this is an absolute no brainer. Use code OVERASK for 10% off. There's a link down in the description. Become a member of BAMX. Yeah, you joined the perfect time, the weirdest time. Um, oh, yeah. The hottest time, <laughs> especially for, for content creators too. Man, I always mm -hmm. talk about that being kind of the golden age of real estate content creation just because everybody, if you couldn't go out and sell homes because of COVID or whatever, you had to be creating TikToks and Reels and everything. So was your first did your first sales come from social media and like what did your first post look like so i distinctly remember my first post it was on tiktok and it was me doing a little dancing and pointing to some audio Classic. you know really throwing it back there and um it did somewhat well, but I knew that my audience was like, what is this? Like, what is going on? Um, so I actually did that video. I was talking about five things to negotiate in an offer. And the next day, my business coach, like I joined a coaching program. He's like, what is this? What are you doing to grow your business? This isn't an income producing activity. You need to be focusing on door knocks or cold calls. At that time, like Tennessee was really loose. I was door knocking in the middle of COVID, um, you know, probably not the smartest thing to do, but like we didn't have any regulations. Um, so once I got that feedback, I was a little bit turned off. Um, I think my first deal came from a sphere, um, somebody in my sphere, but my second deal, which happened three months into me having my real estate license was a relocation who found me on Instagram and uh, moved from Chicago to Nashville. You've really seemed to hone in on your 
real estate marketing now? I mean, from what you were doing with the pointing and dance. So how did, how did that come to be like from doing the dances like everyone else to really like you're doing high level, uh, like real estate marketing now, and you're even, you know, showing other people how to do it. How did that, was there like a breakthrough post or something that happened that kind of changed the way you looked at everything? I think over my short course of content creation in real estate, I started out doing lots of trends, following lots of Brock Johnson, you know, hey, do this, try and implement this. I did that and it was working out really well. And then I feel like in the middle of last year, I started to feel a little bit of a plateau and I was like, all right, this isn't working anymore. I can't keep doing this. I've got to find a way to pivot. And I found myself getting tired of seeing people doing the same things over and over and over again. I was like, if I'm tired of watching it, I know other people have to be tired of watching it. So it actually took me a little bit of time. I feel like I hit a plateau in maybe April of 2022. And what I found myself doing was I was giving a lot of content or creating a lot of content for other real estate agents. I was getting a lot of engagement. But I noticed a huge shift in business. I wasn't getting a lot of buyer leads or, um, you know, consultation requests. And so really January this past year, I was like, I have to solely focus on my ideal clients, which are relocations or first time home buyers. And I'm only going to create content that I feel like speaks to those two people. And since then, it's pretty much been like a very precise funnel. I get people scheduling calls with me routinely. Um, and it's cool because everything is inbound. I don't do anything outbound except for maybe some email marketing occasionally. But I feel like I've primed my content to go directly to my ideal client. So um, it's a very targeted and specific clientele. And that's the exact clientele that I'm finding myself working with. That variety is extremely important of that local versus global reach with Matt and I have talked about before. Just if you're only getting agent to agent referrals, which is great, but you do see that plateau, making that shift is extremely important to be like, no, like my actual clients need to see what's actually happening, happening in Tennessee. Like it's great to get the engagement and likes and everything from other realtors, but it does probably get to a point where you do have to make that shift. So that's awesome that you did it. When you said that you do some outbound, like with your email marketing, I noticed in your link, you call it like the Nashville hot, like what, what's the, the title yeah. of your newsletter? The Nashville hot take. So the Nashville, Nashville hot takes. Yeah, yes. People are known for Nashville hot chicken. So that, I guess that was like my little spin on it. I don't know. Maybe that's corn, great. But here we are. Yeah. So what, what are you sending out in that newsletter? Yeah. So that's just a monthly newsletter. And in that I'm giving my personal opinion on what I think is going on with the market. What I'm seeing, like what I'm seeing on deals for buyers, like what am I negotiating for buyers, for sellers, you know, what are sellers having to give? Um, talking about, Hey, what's the difference between list price versus sales price? Um, and my predictions for projections and things like that. So I'm really just taking the whole month to consume a bunch of content. And in this email, I'm trying to give a very targeted blurb. Hey, here's what's happening. And then I'm talking about client wins. Like what are some things that we're getting done for clients right now? Um, that's usually showcasing things like negotiations or, um, you know, how we're winning offers. Then we're talking about home maintenance tips. Um, and, 
like what's going on in the Nashville area. So it's a one-time email, um, but because people are signing up for it, I feel like my email open rate is really high. Um, so my email open rate's about 65 to 70%. Um, and oh. it's the people who are signing up for that in my in my link in bio, or if I have people who are downloading my home buying guide, I'm automatically adding them to that email list as well. So um, once again, getting really aligned and targeted with who it is that I'm trying to work with. And I feel like that leads to like a crazy conversion rate. Yeah. Industry average, I think is like 19 to 25% or something like that. So 65%, obviously what you're sending is clearly resonating with your audience. And those are high quality like email conversions you're getting from the the guides that you're doing. So we noticed in in your highlights, you have a bunch of different highlights that I think one of them was one of the guides, right? Mm -hmm. Or is that in your link in bio? So what, what would you recommend agents have to give those freebies away? Because we always say like, you know, do eBooks to get downloads and agents are like, well, what the hell am I going to write an eBook on? So yeah. describe the process of creating those freebies and then where you put them on your Instagram profile. Yeah. So I think the best thing that somebody can do to funnel business into their business as an inbound is number one, you have to have something that you're able to give away for free. We're talking about eBooks. Um, my ebook came directly from coffee and contracts and I was like, I don't have time to create this. Um, I know that you can get things from templates like coffee and contracts, or like you can go off of Etsy, buy your own thing and just completely customize it. But as long as you have something that somebody can have an immediate download to, that's gold. Um, and it's got to be something that is targeted towards the clientele that you're trying to work with. So um, in my personal case, I've got a link in bio, and then I've got a section that says download this here. Um, they click on it, give me their information. And the way we've got it set up is they get that immediate download. Once they get that download, you know, they can do whatever they want with it. But then I put that email into my CRM and then I'm pushing them out emails once a month. Um, and I take a look at my email analytics too. How many people are clicking on this routinely? Um, if people are scheduling things out. Um, so, Hey, lead our landing pages is a really great opportunity. But then I think another one is I've got a direct scheduler in my link and bio and people go directly to that link to schedule a 15 minute work with me consult. So really low barrier to entry. We're just hopping on an initial chat and conversation, seeing if this is something that I'm able to help them with. Um, and I give them a little bit of information like, Hey, here's what next steps might look like. And then I'm taking their information and inputting it into my CRM. So they're getting that email once a month. Um, so I think I'm staying top of mind with the information that I'm putting out on Instagram, but I'm also staying top of mind, um, but not in an annoying way with my, my email marketing. Um, so yeah, that's what's been working for me so far. Yeah. Go to often... move me to Tennessee's profile. Click that link because in her link tree, there's all those options are the the 15 minute schedule the email the download then you have like features from your podcast like your properties like it's it's exactly what every realtor would would want sorry go ahead matt yes thank you eric i'll uh, talk now um 
how often are you tweaking these things? Because like, obviously I would assume not everything's like working the first time to get those clicks and get people to go where you want. So is it like an active thing where you're looking at those analytics and being like, okay, why isn't this working? And how often do you like look at that to tweak it to where it is now? Yeah, I think um, I'm looking at my analytics pretty often. And with that, I'm trying to make tweaks as needed. Um, I It's funny you guys are mentioning my highlights because I was just thinking I have got to update those. Those are probably pretty old and outdated. Um, just as in I'd like to stay fresh and, you know, I don't want it to be um, I don't want it to be like the real estate agent who has the headshot from, you know, 20 years ago. I want somebody to know what I'm looking like, um, and giving fresh, relevant feedback. Um, so my, ideally my highlights I've done maybe once a year. Um, and I just try to see, Hey, is there anything where I'm feeling like something's lost in translation? So, um, I would get people who would download my, my ebook and then I wouldn't have any follow-up conversations. So that's when I was like, hey, I need to implement a scheduler so somebody can schedule something immediately. Um, and I have that scheduler blocked off so they can't do a same-day call. Um, and it can only be scheduled out within like a two-week time frame. So it's something that I can remember. And, um, you know, I try to maintain a really precise idea of what my schedule looks like for that calendar so I can meet those calls. Um, but that's like a small tweak that I made. Um, and I feel like it's made a huge difference. Yeah. Having those call to actions in the eBooks also is really important. Like once we get their email address, they read it. Then at the bottom, we always have like a last page that gives them more options of what to do. You know, visit the nowbam.com website, join BAMX, check out Coffee and Contracts. So it's always giving them something else to do as well or having little plugs throughout that ebook. But for the people listening, like Lead Pages is a super easy site to do this on where all you have to do is upload a PDF and then you have all these lead magnet trackers that you could use. So not only when they put their email in, do you send them an email right there with like the downloadable PDF, but within that email, you could give them other calls to actions about whether it's scheduling a call or checking out a new listing or property website or anything like that. So these these freebies are just the best things, I think, for real estate agents to do to build their list. And then you could also run ads on them too. So we, we're running ads on our 100 Hooks eBooks right now. I don't know if anyone's seen these. They're probably following everybody around the internet <laughs> that follows BAM right now. But you know, you're giving something for free, like a hundred hooks for real estate agents or 200 hooks. Like you are going to download that. So I know I've stuff. seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the targeting's working. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what you've, you've been doing this at a high level now for agents who really don't know how to like, they understand that, okay, social media is here to stay. It's a part of the business now. What is the perfect profile for real estate agents. When you go to a page, what are you looking for? I would love to see photos or videos of themselves. Um, I know that that seems so, so simple, but I feel like a lot of times I see people hiding behind houses or like already created content, like their brokerage created content. 
So even if they're trying to use that type of content, um, I'd use that as like a good starting point or maybe some talking points to like get on camera and have some conversations or, you know, uh, just getting your face out there. I feel like that builds credibility. So that's one. But I think the biggest thing I see as a missed opportunity is really utilizing that link and bio feature and then a call to action in their in their profile. So I'd like to see, hey, where are you? Who are you? Um, who do you help? And then what's in it for me? If I'm going to follow you, what am I going to get in return back? So, um, you know, if you are very targeted and niche down with what you have to offer, I feel like people are going to be more inclined to follow you um, or at least aligned followers, like who you want to be following you. Um, so I think I'm really particular about getting down to like the nuts and bolts and being as specific as possible. What's your call to action on your profile? Is it download freebies? Yeah. So freebies yeah. and consults. So that's, I mean, I get people downloading that guide routinely. I get those email notifications. Hey, you've got a new subscriber. And then I'm probably getting about two to three inbound scheduled calls per week. Um, so these are just people who have come to my profile and they're like, Hey, I do want to talk about a relocation or I do want to talk about a purchase. And anytime I have somebody who wants to send me a DM, Hey, I'm thinking about moving to Nashville, or I have a client moving to Nashville. I'm like, great, go to that link in my bio, sign up for a time to chat and let's make sure we get you on the calendar and see how we can make this work. So that way I've got a track record. I've got their information and I can just put it into my, my CRM to try and foster a relationship. Do you, um, do you think everyone should have a kind of hooky handle like you have move me to Tennessee? I mean, Tennessee is a very cool place to move. Keith Urban's there, Tim McGraw, yeah. Nicole Kidman, you know, married to Keith. The, the now, if you're in, yeah. If you're in Omaha, are you going to put in move me to Omaha, move me to Idaho? Are these things that agents should be thinking about? Or because, you know, move me to Toronto or move me to LA, those are desirable places. Omaha, you know. Mom, if you're listening, Matt's just joking. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's from yeah. Nebraska. Matt is just uh, kidding. Really? Oh, oh, I love Mrs. Simon, too. I'm so sorry. Omaha is a great song Her, by County be Rose. Um, yeah. I've never been, I've never been there. Okay. So I can't, I'm just saying something that's maybe less known. Move me to Idaho. Sure. Move me to Ohio. Yeah. I think in markets where maybe it's not like a top 10 destination spot, um, or a top 10 like real estate market, I feel like if you can harness down on a location, that's great. I know it's my, it might not have as much of a reach, but I feel like when I'm looking for agent to agent referrals and I'm typing in a very specific location, if they're going to give me a state, it's probably not going to come on my radar. Um, I'm looking for somebody who specifically serves this area. So like if I'm in Ohio and I have a lead that I need to get connected to an agent in Aiken, Ohio, like move me to Aiken, Ohio, I'd be like, all right, let's do this instead of, you know, uh, I, just a general tag. Um, I think once again, as specific as you could be, but, um, you know, sometimes people want to have that in their 
not necessarily their handle, but they want to have that like in their tagline or that first line in their bio, go for it. Um, like when I got married, I feel like Marie Lee is a really common name. I knew I needed to have something that was a little bit more distinct or unique because uh, Marie Lee is going to get lost in the Instagram Marie algorithms. Marie Lee moved me to Tennessee. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you didn't go move me to Nashville. You said move me to Tennessee. Right. So you've niched down, mm-hmm. but you didn't niche down too far to like a specific Nashville. Because that's all yeah. I think of when I think of Tennessee. I only sure. know Nashville, you know, maybe Franklin, is that in Tennessee? Yeah, that's in our market. So, right. so same area. Okay. So, okay. But you, you didn't like, you niche down to a point, but you didn't go so far. Cause I guess people would say, move me to Nebraska, not move me to Omaha. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. what. I'm yeah. Doing. So I know mine's really, <laughs> mine's really broad. Move me to Kearney, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I will just say that like the Carney realtor, the Omaha realtor. I like those names. I think, mm-hmm. I think those names are good. And just like you said, if you're searching on Instagram, that pops up immediately, you know what that person does and it still can pop up in the, you but, know, in the username searchability wise. Cause SEO, I think is literally just the handle and the username. So yeah. you always have to have your location in the username at least, but you know, we, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, not a super desirable location for people to move to you kind of just grow up there you spawn out of the desert my point like that's that's yeah Yeah. but there's this uh woman bridget baldwin that i know berkshire hathaway agent hers is tucson agent Mm -hmm. and that's a great handle and then she has her team i think which is tucson agents and it's just like i know exactly what this person does right away so yeah i think i think it's good even even my my whole point with it is like marie is move me to tennessee so right. if someone wants to go, if it was move me to Nashville, people maybe would think, oh, I want to move to Franklin. Marie, Marie's not the one for me, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right? pigeonholing yourself a little bit too much. I, I see what you're saying, Matt. Yeah. Yes. yeah. If it's and a I huge city, me- move me to Los Angeles, then yes. Yeah. I Sorry, get people ahead, who ask me that question all the time and there was a real, and I'm thinking this is going to be a highlight that I need to create is like the areas that I serve. But, um, I get people ask me all the time, Hey, do you service this area in this area? And Tennessee is a really wide state. So a lot of people don't realize like I don't service the whole state. So when I do get a lead that is looking in a completely different market, I have exclusive partners that I am then passing that lead on to. So in a way for me, it's been great because it's allowed me to build out my outbound referrals. Hey, I need somebody who is in the Gatlinburg market looking for an Airbnb. I've got a guy that I'm able to connect them with in the Gatlinburg market who specializes in Airbnbs or, Hey, I'm looking for farmland in South Tennessee. I'm like, Hey, I've got a person to connect you with. So, um, I'll be upfront like, Hey, I can't help you, but I do have somebody who can let me get you connected. What's your best email. And then I'll usually do like a combination email with both parties. And then, you know, I'll send over a referral agreement once we get everything squared away. You know what I hear all the time, Eric, what agents complain that online leads are trash. You're right. It's so annoying. It is annoying. Not converting, being non-responsive, etc. Let me let you in on a little secret, Eric. Okay. Boomtown was literally designed to overcome those challenges. They know that online home shoppers are further out from transacting maybe three, six, 
even 12 months, Eric, down the road. So Boomtown nurtures those leads for you using proven automated smart drip campaigns. And beyond that, Boomtown also monitors your entire database of leads for behaviors that indicate readiness to transact and then engage them for you at exactly the right time. You see everything, everywhere, all at once. Omnipotent, right? Matt, or omniscient or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except it's you that's everywhere. And there are no hot dog fingers, whatever the, whatever the hell those are. So if you're ready to grow your database and have your transactions steadily increase, visit boomtownroi.com slash overask. If you haven't yet already, after listening to this podcast for two years, you're out of your damn mind. Plus, you'll get 750 bucks in free digital advertising credits. That's boomtownroi.com slash overask. It's the best CRM in the game, hands down. I will say- so You mentioned your highlights- Go ahead. Sorry, just one more thought on this because I'm just I'm caught up on this now. I just before this, Eric, <laughs> I like move me to somewhere better than like move with Matt. Yeah, I think that's a little, you know, it's not exciting to me. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the, <laughs> we just spent another thirty minutes. On Eric's the like, oh, and and actually one more point. Now I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, one more. Yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. What other handles do you do you like and not like? Yeah, but I agree. The move me to Tennessee, perfect amount of niche slash broad. It's okay. We don't great we name. Can, Marie can, Lee. It flows. We know yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's nice. so you've mentioned your your highlights. You've mentioned your highlights a couple times, and you said sure. you got to change your highlights. But I looked at your highlights. I think they're great. So Thanks. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but I did look at them and I know specifically I liked all of them. Can you describe to us what you think a realtor should have in the Instagram highlights on their profile? Yeah, I think if you, a, a really great place to start is a start here highlight. And it's like, hey, who are you and what do you have to offer or who are you working with? And a little bit more about your backstory. I have on my profile created a pin post that answers that but those are all static images. It's a carousel. People can swipe through them. Um, I feel like sometimes people prefer video. Um, so I feel like uh, I recorded that in stories and just uploaded it into a highlight specifically. I won't lie. It was a little bit vulnerable when I posted that to my stories. I was like, I don't want you guys to watch this. I wish I could just like upload this to my highlights without like my people seeing it. But I sucked it up, did it anyway. Um, I feel like that's a, a great opportunity for you to just start with your highlights. And then I think from there, I have very specific things like um, sometimes I'll do like a home buyer boot camp twice a year and I have information in there about that, what that looks like. And even though I'm not running that routine, I mean, I am running it routinely, but I'm not running that um, regularly, people can get that content and know what I'm having to offer. So when that time does come around for signups or open registration or whatever, people are a little more inclined to sign up for it. So um, yeah, I think highlighting whatever guides or landing pages you have, you know, um, we're talking about that link in bio and that immediate download. If you can hop in and explain what you have to offer with that and why people should download it, it's probably going to lead you to more downloads for your incentive. Now for your actual page, like the, the, the stuff you're posting, how do agents start? Like you post a lot of trending audios. Is that you think it an easy place to start? Cause you don't really have to really think of a script or anything. The audio's there, but there's a different skill of actually finding the audio that will actually work with 
what you're trying to say. Do you think that's like an, an easy place for agents to start? I think the easiest place for you to start is with some B-roll footage. So record yourself doing some things. I do that pretty often. Like if I'm going to go to her home, I'll get some clips. Or if I'm doing like a blue tape walkthrough for new construction, I'll set my phone up, record me doing some stuff. And then um, so B-roll footage and then pairing it with a trending audio. I don't feel like trending audios are necessary. Some of my best reels are like best reach reels have been audios that nobody's used but i feel like for that to work it's got to be a very specific audio and it's got to go super well with your video to do to do well um so i feel like trending audios are a great way to give you a little bit of a boost um and yeah if you don't feel comfortable being on the camera like just start out with some footage use a trending audio and then do some type of targeted text overlay I feel like that's a great place to start. It's not intimidating at all. And it's really simple to create. Um, so like the days that I don't feel comfortable showing up on camera, then I'm posting something with content exactly like that. So it's allowing me to be consistent with my feed, but I'm also pushing the same message without having to worry about what I'm looking like. Matt, we should be doing way more B-roll stuff. I haven't even, I don't know why I haven't even thought about doing something like this, but I always see Haley from Coffee and Contracts doing it where she's typing on the computer and like captions are popping up. Like that's a great way to get people to join your email list too. Just like, mm -hmm. you know, working on sending out my monthly newsletter, we give you Instagram tips on a daily basis, sign up, you know, link below or something like that. We could do some really funny B-roll stuff where I could like be sitting in a room, like chugging a bottle of alcohol and then you know, something, something like funny about real estate pops up on screen. So instead of just posting a tweet, it's me in the background doing something crazy that may be completely unrelated, but then Instagram thinks it's like original video too. So it's like a double hack where it's like, yeah. it's the picture on screen or the tweet on screen plus that. But yeah, I think you need to advertise your new broadcast channel. I was dying of laughter when I saw those notifications for the broadcast channel. Um, anyway, I yeah. I was couldn't get over that. Last By the way, night. I wanted to get into broadcast channels. So perfect segue. So Brock Johnson, who you mentioned, the Instagram coach who I talk about nonstop, who's actually going to speak to us on our referred network. Um, our Ooh. referral group on Tuesday. So I have like a million questions to ask him. I can't wait. Um, but he announced to everybody and so did Adam Masiri, Instagram CEO, the broadcast channels are now going to be available to everyone. And I don't know if you have one yet. I just started one yesterday. And what I these saw. are essentially <laughs> are huge group chats with your followers. Mm -hmm. So your followers can't respond, but you can, you can add on other users. So if I wanted to add Matt, Matt could like say stuff in the group chat to people and then people could basically just react. But the amount of engagement on this already, like you're getting 10%, 20% engagement from the people that are in that channel, as opposed to the 1%, half percent that actually see your content on the feed or in stories. So mm -hmm. this is going to be huge for promotions. Like if you're an agent, you got a new listing and you say, join my broadcast channels for, you know, sneak peeks of all my listings and you could post pictures there, like the conversions will be off the charts for this. So Highly recommend broadcast yeah. channels. Have you started one yet or are you going to do one? Yes, Matt? No, go for it, Marie. No, go. Oh, I was going to say, I have checked for that feature daily and I saw that, I saw that um, notification. I still don't have it. I think I have been trying to toy around, hey, how do I want to use that, uh, that feature? 
I think the idea of using it to showcase your listings, like that's brilliant. Um, I know that I use a lot of my Instagram analytics if I'm going into listing meetings, like, hey, here's if how many eyes we're going to get on your property. Um, you know, here's our reach. I, and that's gotten me quite a few listings, just being able to show that kind of data. So I feel like that would be an even more targeted approach. Um, but yeah, I want it. I don't know how I would use it yet. I'm looking forward to it. We'll see how it goes. It's yeah, like, you get, it's it. like your Twitter too. It could be like stream of conscious. So a lot of agents aren't even on Twitter. So I could just say funny shit in there, like little one-offs as opposed to making it so specific about real estate where people really get right. to know you on a more personal basis. Like it's going to be so huge for community building. And like, mm -hmm. if there's this podcast, for example, which is really good. If I want to promote this to my audience, if I do a link in my story, it's going to crush my story views. No one's going to click on that link. And less and less people engage with stories throughout the day. But if I promote it to the broadcast channel, I'm like, hey, guys, like, here's exactly what you're going to learn in this episode. We talk about broadcast channels. They're going to click on that. I bet views are going to go through the roof. So I am fired up about the broadcast well, and channels, Eric's, Matt. It is going to bring me well, light. I know. It's good for you, like in particular, because you can share all your unhinged views and no one can rebuttal. Exactly. No <laughs> one could say a word back to me. <laughs> I could say everything I want, just complete yeah. stream of conscious nonstop. <laughs> it's perfect. But Matt, the thing is we could add each other to our broadcast channel. So you could literally pop in and you could do audio voice messages. You could film videos. Like this is the best move Instagram has made in a very long time, as opposed to just, you know, stealing from all these other apps. Like I finally feel like the audiences that we're building are going to be really worth something even more now that we have like direct communication with them. So if you're yeah, an agent listening to this, think, start your broadcast channel, figure out what to do with it. Yeah, I think it's going to be so good for that community building piece. I feel like that is really where Instagram's starting to pivot to the people who are constantly engaging with your content. And I feel like that's even the, I feel like that's where I kind of struggle is how do I create this type of community? So I feel like this is a great way to strengthen that. I feel like you guys have such a strong community already. I mean, you're engaging with everybody in your comments and I feel like people are routinely commenting on your stuff. Um, so if you don't have that type of engagement, I feel like this would be a really great way for you to, to get into that. Yeah. yeah. And, and for like sales, like if you are selling merchandise or your podcast or blogs or your email list or something like this just makes so much more sense to plug it in there. Obviously that's not the strategy I'm going to lead off with. I'm not going to just start saying, sign up for my email newsletter here. I'm going to do like funny stuff at the beginning. Maybe I'm going to do Instagram tips, you know, just I'm excited about it. This is the mm -hmm. best thing that's ever happened to me. Love it. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. I love how you said, <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to do funny stuff. Instagram. Tip. <laughs> yeah. Well I did. Yeah. I said my first message was welcome to hell, which is funny. And then I did a little, yeah. and then I did a little audio message saying, welcome to my brain. A bunch of people yeah. reacted to that. So it feels like they're in my head, you know, yeah. it's going to be good. I have replayed that audio multiple times. I, I feel scary. like I, that's kind of embarrassing to say. Yeah, that, that's actually I that scarier. Was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric, never go to Tennessee. Yeah, I will not be moving to Tennessee. This will stay on the podcast. What a yeah. time. One time. It is good though. I get it. Love I get it. It. Yeah. it is cool. It is cool. It's uh I don't have it yet. Uh, all the stuff just uh, it comes out rolls out late in Canada. So You did you it. did get the blue check though, so you did you did beat me on that. 
Um, in terms of growing your social on other platforms, because you got almost 20,000 on Instagram in just a couple years, three years, which is incredible. What are you doing to grow on the other platforms? Or are you just focused on Instagram? Instagram is my only priority. Like that's the only thing that I'm focusing on with lead generation. So I focus on content creation as my only form of lead generation. And that content creation for me is creating reels, creating carousels or creating, um, yeah, emails. So that's what I'm focused on. And then I will try and repurpose that to other other platforms. I primarily use Facebook and LinkedIn. I will use Twitter, but it's really just a facade. I'm using it just for the tweet feature to do some easy Instagram posts. I'm, I'm not really, yeah. yeah, I'm not really on Twitter. Um, so if you go to my account and you see I got six followers, like I, I'm proud of that. You know, it is what it is. But um, I get business from Facebook and I've gotten business from LinkedIn. So I really just try to focus on the platforms that I'm getting business from. That's what I'm going to put my effort into. I've done TikTok um, and I had to get off of TikTok just because it's so addictive. I get stuck in the vortex and I can't get out. I'm like, uh, I feel like with Instagram, once I've gotten a little too much of it, I'm like, okay, I can put it away. And But TikTok is addictive. I can't, I can't stop it. Yeah. I totally agree. TikTok is like Instagram so much more calm compared to TikTok. Like I feel yeah. like TikTok's like that motivational coach who's just going to yell at you as soon as you open the app. It's just like in your face. And like Instagram's like, okay, I can deal with this a bit more. It's so fast. And I always say this on TikTok. I feel like you can't really build relationships as much because it's so fast paced. I feel like you don't even remember the creators that you mm -hmm. like on the app. Like I don't remember anyone's name, even the people I like. Yeah, I remember their faces, but I don't remember their handle or anything. And then I swear, as soon as I hit the follow button, I stopped seeing them. So I'm like, what is this? This is like the opposite of what I, I want. Yeah, I never I even know. hit the follow button. It's just, but it, it is just such a, a vortex. Like, I, I totally agree. When I see the app and I click on it, I'm doing it to try to consume content to like repurpose some stuff for Instagram. But I'm also doing it. Like I will just sit there for 45 minutes and be like, I just wasted 45 minutes watching people hit golf shots. Like it's, it's crazy how addictive that algorithm is. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you have a, a guide channel on your page. What is that? I've seen that on oh. Gary V's and yours. What the hell is a guide <laughs> channel? Is that, is that like where the, like the first time buyer's guides are like they live there, they could download them or they just actually live on that page. Yeah. So that guide section, I have really just a collection of specific videos. So if I'm posting a reel and I'm like, oh, I've created content about this multiple times, um, like the monthly reports for sales prices in Tennessee, I try to combine them into a collection, which is in the guide section. So you go to guides and I am creating just a folder of all of that related content. So people can just, bam, you've got it one right after another. Um, so I've done things like buyer tips, relocation tips, monthly reports, like, hey, if you want to move to Nashville, consider these areas. So I'm just taking the content that I've already created and just organizing it in a way that if people want more information, they can go to it and they have all of that right in front of them instead of having to scroll through my page and trying to, to find that. Smart. Do you ever go for like um, shock factor content, like 
like uh because i was mentioning like keith urban and stuff do you like go to their not go to their house but like show people on instagram like oh this is where like keith urban lives like wouldn't that be like such a i don't even know if you can do that i tried that with drake and went to prison for three nights yeah (laughs) okay what a time um no yeah we've got a lot of it's funny to me because I moved to Nashville. I didn't care for country music. And sometimes I forget like people live here that are notable. Um, I personally have never seen anyone like in public, but I hear people all the time. Oh, I saw Miranda Lambert at this place on Broadway. Um, I'm like, I would never see them. So somehow I'm never in the same area or the same location. There is a guy in our market right now who's doing um pretty good job at building his audience he is a real estate agent and he is doing like big tours like that he's stopping them hey um what's your monthly mortgage in nashville and then bam they're going and doing a house tour um you know i would love to do something like that but to be honest i don't feel like i'm as connected enough or um I don't know. I'm a little bit of an introvert. I feel like I couldn't find myself yeah. out there you, imposing myself. <laughs> you don't like country. So you're probably, you probably don't even know. You're probably like walking past Tim McGraw. You probably live beside him. I you know. have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah this guy's a bit of a creep. That, that stop on the street content I've been seeing is mm-hmm. crushing on TikTok right now. Like oh, that yeah. POV style. Like there's that guy in New York and there's a guy in Los Angeles. Maybe it's the same guy. I don't know. But just stopping different people, asking them their monthly income, what they do for a living. Can I see your apartment? Obviously, it's all like pre-arranged because it's like, oh, Scooter Braun just walked by. Hey, what do you do? Hey, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift just walked by. What do you do? Like these are all, you know, arranged. But I like that POV content. I think that's really good because it, it feels like you're within the conversation with that person. It does feel organic, even though it's it's played out. But yeah, well, um, it started with that that's guy, cool that the that car guy, the, the mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, exactly. Asked, yeah. That it is good. I watch that content always. I see the guy on Rodeo Drive who like asks what they do for a living, and they always lie. They always like right. say they make like they're like a rapper and they make like five million dollars a year or some shit. Um, yeah. And there's that guy, that other guy who just asks people what what they got from the bag. Have you seen that guy? Mm-mm. It's it's all a bit cringy. Like, and I don't like know what they were shopping. I I don't know why I watch any yep. of it, honestly. When I get off of TikTok, I'm like, what are, what what is this? This is stupid. You have all but these sounds it. just playing in your head at all times too. Like yeah. You just have like an alarm yeah. clock of like the three trending audios. It's a complete yeah. horror. It's like a literal know, like really a carnival. Is. Everything going off in your head at all times. <laughs> it is. It's insane. It is. Yeah. Well, Sensory. so I guess so, with with the coffee and contract stuff, Eric, you asked this. Marie gave a fantastic yeah. answer off air. Um, yeah. You can ask that again. <laughs> All right, I'll ask it again. Marie, yeah. so it seems like when I know this, because I did ask it off air, you just joined coffee and contracts. Yeah. Which I have been creating content for for two and a half years now. It's the best content platform in the game. You should use my code broke agent, by the way. We'll, we'll link that up in the description. Um, what are you doing for coffee and contracts? You're in the Facebook group, you're coaching, like what's going on? So 
I came onto the Coffee and Contracts community um, having been a user since I joined. So Coffee and Contracts was probably the first thing that I invested in for my real estate business. And that's because I didn't feel like I had content to post. So um, I went ahead, joined the membership and was using their posts routinely. And now um, I feel like it's kind of come full circle. Now I get to coach people on how I'm using it. And then really, I'm going to be in there giving mini trainings or specific um, feedback on what people are doing or want to do. Um, so even this morning, we got people who are like, hey, how do I do voiceovers on reels? I'm in there giving a just like a screen recording of, hey, what buttons do you push? How do you get to this feature? How do you do it? Um, I'll be doing some very specific targeted trainings, but I'll be doing some broad trainings like on July 17th, I'm going to be doing a Reels 101 video or training where we're going to be talking about, hey, how do you create and edit a video in Reels? Um, we're going to talk about filming in the app, using B-roll content, the works, and um, outside of that, it's going to be like, hey, if you want to make this specific type of content, how do you do it? And here's a step-by-step -step guide on how to do that. Nice. Well, the Coffin Contracts community is great. Like I said, been a part of it for almost three years now. And it's awesome seeing that content across like a ton of agents that I see using it. Like you can tell the the profiles that are using it because they're just mm -hmm. more aesthetically pleasing. You can tell the content. So that's really cool. Congrats on joining. Um, and then final thoughts. What are you doing? What What is your next like couple weeks of content look like? Like what do you have planned? Now, I'm probably the worst person to ask this question because I don't think of it until I post it. Yeah, so I am definitely not a type A person. I'm definitely type B. I might have some ideas of things that I want to do, um, but I find myself like after I've had a cup of coffee and I'm all wired and a little anxious, I'm like, oh, I've got all these content ideas. I better write these down before I forget them. Um, I'll write them down. And then from there, I'll be like, oh, hey, I might do this and this and this. Um, I think I'm getting ready to start making some content on, um, yeah, really the home buying process. I want to start creating content to prime people to do home buyer bootcamp. Um, so I'm going to start giving some specific tips on how to start the process, how to start the mortgage process, things like that. I find um, right now I'm trying to focus on repurposing old content, but in new ways. So just pulling stuff from my old archives. I'm kind of in a busy season right now. I don't have a lot of time to think of a lot of new ideas, but I'm trying to use, hey, this worked really well. I'm going to try and find a new way to repurpose that information. And I have found that if I just rip that video off of SnapTick or, you know, whatever website to try and remove the watermark and upload it, it tanks. It's terrible. But if I take that content and repurpose it into like a carousel post or a completely different reel, but it is the same content, it's great. It does perfectly fine. So yeah. that's probably what I'm going to be focusing on. Yeah, the repurposing, I've been doing that nonstop, just going back on posts from 2018, 19, using those captions, turning those into reels, trying to find, you know, memes, images, and videos that are correlated to that. So that is, if you got a bank of content, repurpose. So love it. There we go. Thank you, Marie. That was fantastic. Super, super knowledgeable, super valuable. Congrats on the coffee and contracts. And Thank you. If anyone wants to move to Tennessee, you hit up Marie, Marie Lee. Lee.
Move go. me to Tennessee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> delete that part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> delete, delete the whole podcast. Yeah, uh, go, yeah. go go listen go listen to my broadcast channel. Me saying "Welcome to my brain" a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. What yeah. a time! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it.